up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga. We still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come, make sure the cougar dick their shit. Um, moving forward, man. Springboard that into dating and stuff like that. And um, we want to start with uh, communication and apologizing. And uh, yeah, we had a pick for this, didn't we, Josh? Yeah, about the uh, apologizing part. What not? You got that one? Let's see, because I think it got deleted. It's so fine. It's hard. You'll have it. The question was, in a relationship, how important is it to communicate and apologize after an argument when you know you're the party who is wrong in the situation? <laughs> Damn shame, August. I'm sorry. What was the, what was the tail end of that question, Mike? Hold on, hold on. But August, you know, I don't think he can come back from this, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's bad. But I mean, we said the same thing about 6 9 but as you guys say, is he not winning? He's definitely winning. He's winning. We'll see. I mean, uh, I listen to any of his music, so he can't be winning that well. <laughs> well, you know what? He had the he he just had the record for the biggest drop in Billboard history from like number one to like number 35 in like a week or whatever. So, oh, yeah, I knew that, but I was saying if you can't get Josh to listen to you, you can't be that good to be honest. Yeah, so it's like they they listed a track because I guess you know he was fresh out, but now it's like, nah, we good, we don't want to hear this no more. So, you know, maybe he ain't wanting that much no more, but anyway. I said, how important is it to communicate and apologize after an argument if you are the person who is wrong? Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful question. And I feel like that question is probably going to be geared toward more ladies who behave like Petty LaBelle when they're in their fields and they simply cannot communicate. Now, I feel like as a guy, I'm quite certain that our strength is facts and logic. In fact, this is how we communicate with each other. We transmit facts. In fact, we're told to soften up the delivery even more, right? Because for whatever reason, some women cannot be in the presence of the facts or else they get emotional, unfortunately. What do you think, Migo? Um, I think that if you're the party that's wrong, um, I think sometimes we as people in general relationships or not, we get stuck on, um, you know, being prideful and stubborn and don't want to apologize, you know, sometimes. And I think if you're the party that's wrong, you should definitely apologize, you know, um, you know, and, and communicate, you know, what you did wrong and stuff, you know, overall. Um, you know, the pettiness does come from both parties a lot of times, but I just feel like that just holding on to it for no reason is just, it's a waste of time at the end of the day, you know. But let me ask you a question, Josh. Um, mm -hmm. So since you feel like, you know, the woman is the more petty party or whatever like that, are you, have you ever, do, would you go like multiple days without talking if you were mad at the person? Or would you wait for that apology to come if you knew you weren't wrong, I guess? Well, I think we all know that it would depend on what happened, for one. Because some things can be like, all right, it's really not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, this really just depends. Now, if it's something that's unforgivable, unforgivable in that moment, and it has to have a discussion, there, like, like life between us will not continue after that discussion is had. You mean until the discussion is had? Absolutely. Okay. No, uh, no, do not because the emotions glow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up, Chloe Diz? How you doing, by the way? And um, I will say that um, the person 
I mean, they should know when they're wrong, you know, at some point. I, I think some people sometimes know they're wrong, but just want to win an argument. That's, that happens in all, all walks of life. That happens in our group messages on a daily basis, which is interesting. But <laughs> if, we're being, if we're being completely honest, though, is that not the problem with the racist now? They don't want to admit that they're racist. That's so they'll true. do everything else besides admit that. That's right. They, they, they give it again, full circle, back to appeasing us, you know, instead of admitting that they're just racist overall. So I get it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't really, you know, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, so just to, so let me ask you a question. If you just feel like it, it is something like, would you just apologize just to keep the peace? Just say, you know what? No, I don't no, that, that's setting, that's setting a, a terrible precedent okay. going forward. So now that person knows in a certain situation, you will cave. <laughs> ah. Got it. The boundaries. Right, can. Let's see what, this, what, what he said there, Rick. Right, can hurt a relationship to no end. Really, if the love is there, it's not worth holding on to. If you just apologize to end the argument, it will still take a toll eventually. Agreed, agreed, and agreed. Only apologize if you really mean it. Only apologize if you know what you're apologizing for. Never just apologize just to end an argument. That's a not a useful and, tool. And usually, just like in the case with the racist people, right? So you'll <laughs> apologize, kind of like how Drew Brees did, but you meant what you said. So why? what are you apologizing for? You don't mean that? Well, he apologized to try to keep his sponsors and stuff like that and teammates happy. But yeah, I, I get you on that. Uh, but it's the same scenario, you know, keep the keep the spouse happy, you know, and all that good stuff. But you know, if you didn't well, mean sure it, it doesn't really matter. You, right. What was that? I didn't hear that from sir. Or make sure they don't leave you either. So you'll apologize for that, even though you still feel that you were right. Or more accurately, you can't admit that you were wrong, even though that in this case in your scenario. They were wrong, and they still can't say that they're wrong. What if that pride once again? What not pride? Listen, pride that hurt a lot of people in, in their life. People are starved because of pride. People have, you know, lost a lot because of pride. Sometimes you got to put your pride to the side. That's a real thing. So, you know, that happens. Uh, moving forward, you got the one on natural givers and relationships that I sent you. I never saw that one. Oh uh, no. Okay. I'm going to move forward then. What about, because I don't have the question for it. What about the one on roles and expectations? Mm -mm. So I was looking for those all day. Didn't see them. Okay. I think I got that somewhere. Bear with me, guys. You sent me that one, actually. Interesting. What did it say? Because you might be describing it in a way that makes me think it's not that. Um. Yeah, you sent that about the roles, about the uh, guy, the woman expects you to, the guy to, to provide all the money, but then she, he expects her to cook, and then she's like, no, I ain't doing that, or something like that. Oh, you want that? Okay, I got you. Yeah. Bear with us, guys. Come. Yes, in our chat. It's right there. Actually, pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I hear WhatsApp. Uh, what's that? It's on um, three fifty three on seventh um, uh, June twenty fifth. One Why don't you resend it? Anyway, uh, while you're finding that, I'm gonna move on just so the audience doesn't get leery. We'll come back to that, Josh. Just hold on to it when you find it. And um, oh, I did. You did find it, it now. So, oh uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I have three yeah. questions on that actually. So go ahead, put it up. 
That's a great question, Chloe. What do you think about that, Mike? Which person, though, Chloe? What do you mean, person not apologize ever? Okay, like they have to come to some agreement or understanding at some point. Right. You cannot continue until you create that c communication over that topic. That nothing's continuing until that happens. Definitely. You can't just move forward and nothing happened. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Because if you do that, then it'll always come back. You're not going to forget it. So. Did you got that one, Jeff? Here we go. Get out for the audience to read that. I got some questions to follow. So the woman says, a man got to provide for me, okay? Because I'm a whole snack. He's <laughs> supposed to pay for everything. He got to open my doors, buy me flowers, help take care of my kids, even though they aren't his. You got to do all that and a bag of chips. Men, if I do all of that, so you already concede, she got to cook a woman, doofus. The woman says, boy, please, ain't nobody your slave. And thus you've already lost your polarity because she's in the driver's seat. Agree to disagree. See, uh, I wish you could talk to Chloe a person about that topic. I'm about to see what she, uh, see. I apologize to keep it real. Like, I'm sorry, but you were wrong. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny on that. Sorry, but you were wrong. X, Y, Z. I mean, it's okay to tell a person when they were wrong too. You know, if you were wrong, you're wrong. Like, let's be let's be clear on that situation um, as well. Um, Josh, that picture. What are your first thoughts when you see it? Josh, ready? oh, some woman who is delusional. <laughs> okay, that's your first thoughts. Um, do you see that happening often? That particular, uh, what that picture said? Yeah. Yes, I would say because at the end of the day, the divorce rate is over 50%. And I would say in most of those divorces, if not all of them, usually this is the case. You have someone who is okay. taking so more than they're giving. Hey, Josh. Josh? Big Mike, you there? I'm here. Okay. Hey, so um, so the question I had for it was in relationships, I want to hear from you exactly, do women have more expectations than men? Yes. And a lot of those expectations are unrealistic. Okay. So you felt like that person that me. Go ahead, continue. In fact, uh, if you want, we could actually play, if you're open to it, host, we can actually play that clip I had. Last week on Friendstone. Please yes. do. And please listen to this, everybody. Please do. Many women, I'm not going to say all, all women, but many women are very, very unrealistic about their standards for men dating and marriage. So I'm going to give my opinion on this. And now listen, girls, I'm about to be very raw. I'm about to be very real. I'm about to just shoot it to you as just straight as I can, because I'm hoping that this helps somebody. Because as you girls know, I'm a matchmaker. 
And for a large part of uh, the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I stopped matchmaking. And the reason I stopped matchmaking is because I literally was being, I, I can't handle female clients. I was a matchmaker that matched females. And I had a few male clients, but predominantly I was matching women. And listen, what I, it was such a valuable lesson for me because what I learned is that the average woman doesn't really want just a good man. She doesn't want a husband. What she's really wanting are these standards or ideas that she has of what a man is supposed to be. But this is nothing what men are. They're, this is not realistic for who men are, how they think, what they value. It's just this preconceived you know, idea that women have of who men should be. But this is not reality, okay? So literally, the standards here that I see consistently in women that stay single, do not get married, and the difference between women and wives is understanding, one, that men are not women. He's not going to be your best friend like your best girlfriend. You can't talk to him like that. They don't talk like that. They don't talk that much. They're not so sensitive and, and girly the way we are as women. So if you're expecting a man to be all super sensitive and so considerate and just so everything like your girlfriends, you're barking up the wrong tree. He's going to hurt your feelings all the time or else you're going to feel like he doesn't communicate because you're, you're holding these standards like he's a girl. I'm sorry, leave that to your gay guy friends or leave that to your guy that your bestie guys that talk kind of like girls. The, your man that you're going to marry is not going to be like that, right? The second standard is this. You're comparing good men to, I can't say this, F boys. I'm just gonna say it. You're comparing good men to the men that you've experienced previously who were not ready to be husbands that you were just dating, messing around with. I mean, literally, there's a distinct difference between marriage material, men who are ready, who are ready to be husbands, and these F boys that you've been messing around with in out of these situationships with for years. And so now you have this standard for a man and a husband based on these dudes that have just been play play, playboys, fun, boy toys, whatever you want to call it, girls. Okay. You can call it whatever you want, but now you set this standard to say, he's supposed to look like this. He's supposed to act like that. Oh, you know what? He's too corny. He, he likes me too much. He texts me too much. Yeah, because the the men that you were messing with, you weren't even the only one. They don't get, they don't text you right back. They don't call you right back because they have a more just like you. So a man comes along that is crazy about you and is interested in you. And I'm sorry to say you have friend zoned the, the, the men that really you're compatible with, the men that would make a wonderful husband. A lot of you have friend zone, the good dude who's ready to be a husband and a father and give you some pretty babies. Because the other thing is, is men do not look like us. Let me be clear about this. We are the fairer sex. God created us to be beautiful, not men. If you get a pretty boy and they super fine and they in the mirror more than you, honey, rest assured, he probably got some habits that go along with that. He needs all the attention from all the women because he likes to feel like he's it. And if he's actually better than you, you got a problem. But the problem is you looking at visuals and thinking that men are supposed to look like us or be just as gorgeous as us. No, that's not how God created this whole scenario. You are the fairer sex. You're the beautiful one. You're the gorgeous one. You're the one that men go to war over. You're the one that men literally will kill for. You're the one that they're out here trying to make all this money to impress you, to get you. 
Quit comparing, quit looking at men. Is he 6'2? Is he look like Boris Kodro or Idris Elba or Michael Ely? Do you know the percentages of men? This is what I just would die to say to my matchmaking clients and the people that would come in for consultations because they want to be matched. And they're coming to me. I, I'm sitting here just being a good woman. So I'm thinking these women just want to be women just want a good man. Nah, boo, that's not what they wanted. What they want is if I'm going to pay this money, I want me a Michael Ely. I want me a Boris Kojo. Well, look, boo, Boris Kojo's married. Last time I checked, Idris Elba's taken. These men are such a small percentage of the population. Do you guys understand that for a man to be over 6'2 is less than 3% of the population? And we're talking all men around the world, less than 3% of the population. Now you take out the gay guys and you take out the guys that are not black or whatever race specific that you prefer your husband to be. And you take out the men that are broke and you take out the players, the men who are just not ready and who are not ready to get married, aren't even looking for a wife, don't want that responsibility yet. Think about these numbers, less than 3%. Less than 14% of the entire American male population is over six foot. Less than 14%. And that's all the married men and the men in prison, all of them girls. So you're sitting around here like, oh, he's got to be six foot and he's got to look like this and he's got to make six figures or seven figures. When you start at just height alone, do you hear the percentage that I just gave you on just height? Just height. And if you add in what he looks like, like looking like Idris and making money like this and that, honey, look, you looking for the come up for real because um, I don't know where he's at. These match, I was matchmaking. I would be like, man, I would go find these incredible men. And they would be like, oh, mm, I would never date him. He, I'm like, I just went and found a freaking pilot, a ex-Falcons player. Are you serious? But he don't look, it's like, it's like he's got to be perfect. But you're not perfect. You got issues and unresolved issues and you got a temper and you're bossy and you're controlling and men don't even like to be around you long term. You run everybody away. You think you're so much the ish that you're bougie and vain and stuck up. And men don't like it. And you wonder why you can't keep a man. You wonder why nobody wants to be around But yes. Oh, what up, Ari? What's good, Ari? Thanks and I actually found that. another uh, meme that goes with this topic, Migo. Go ahead. <laughs> she won a 20K ring. Not carrots, 20,000. She wants some bands on that ring. She wants a three quarters of a million dollar home. She wants 60 racks for the wedding and nothing less than a 50 band car. And all she has to offer in return is a pre-owned pussy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Facts on facts on facts. My goodness. Oh man. Percentages mean there's still a chance. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> and you and you know why and you know why this is perpetuated, Miguel. Let me let me show you why, sir. The reason why women are unrealistic, besides Hollywood, of course, right? The whole Disney narrative of painting unrealistic expectations, and we were all raised with these unrealistic expectations, presented these unrealistic realities in Hollywood and film, and then things like this happen to pseudo celebrities and then some ladies think it can happen to them yo you know what's funny? i had a whole conversation about that earlier but that went back to the to the no to the double standards and interracial dating right yes. and i was talking about how in the comments of that particular post 
Everybody's like, you know, she deserved it. Happy for her. But had that been a black dude and a white chick, it would have been a different scenario and stuff like that. So those uh, double standards kill me, you know, and it's like every single time. And we talked about that on previous podcasts as well. But as far as the lady, like I agree, you know, it's hard to find a lady who thinks like her. But I agree with her, you know, 100 percent, you know, for every particular party. I don't know if it's the social media era, if it's television, TV, movies, but some of these um, some of these overall standards can be way, you know, way, uh, way high, I guess, as far as what someone is, is looking for, you know, on both sides, not just women on both sides. But I do feel like that what she said was very, very, you know, factual. Stuff like that. So, interesting. <laughs> quite and, and to the other part um you know um about the uh the expectations um you know my particular question um i i think we're willing to our men in general i think our expectations are less you know i think you're right about that i think we're willing to take less than build more but we're sometimes want it all together now and stuff like that so that's just mine you know, opinion on that whole situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, another question to go along with that. I said, uh, oh, as far as the roles are concerned, because a lot of that was about roles, right? Like he does this. I mean, she did. Can you put that back up, I guess, about the roles in the, uh, the, the first one? about our expectations. So it was like, he does this, buy flowers, open doors, pay for everything. So she should cook clean and take care of everything else. So that's more, so that's more about rules. You, you could drop it now. So my thing is, uh, should the rules be, de- be defined like that? Like the, like this meme is saying, or should everybody just kind of contribute everywhere, you know, to the household? What do you Absolutely. Think? So, it's just interesting because here's the thing. A lot of these ladies, right, would also prefer to be with a man who can afford to have a maid. So then again, what are you putting into the relationship? Because essentially you're just showing up and looking pretty. But again, there is, with all due respect, there's always going to be someone younger and more attractive who can do that better than you. <laughs> so that that again that's a depreciating a depreciating asset long term and you want a long term relationship but if the only value you have is physical and you're not and again you're not giving anyone else and you can tell by the okay by the meme her final response boy please ain't nobody your slave but apparently you want him to be yours like what's going on here They have a Thank you. Yeah, you know what's funny? It's when you say that that's interesting. So basically you're saying those expectations are equal though. Are, are they, Josh? <laughs> you you, you agree, aren't? Oh, aren't equal. Okay. Yeah, they definitely aren't equal. Okay. Um it's funny what you say because it's interesting. You're saying some of the women's expectations takes away from what they have to bring to the relationship. So if they expect the guy to make all this money, right? And uh able to provide the me and the chef, let's say, and and uh the household, the the lifestyle, then you're saying basically what are you bringing anymore if I'm bringing all of this and whatnot. It's true and perhaps this is why memes like this are so factual. When you about to pull out but she knows you got money. Right. If she knows you're someone who can give her the lifestyle that she wants, guess what? Today's your lucky day. You're going to become an unwilling father. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I think it's uh, like Chloe said, it's about companionship. But what you said kind of hit me. Like, if, if the guy has all that, then what's left for her to bring to you? Maybe you ladies can answer that for us i guess and whatnot if you meet yeah. all of those things and whatnot so yes please ladies see if we play mademoiselles because at the end of the day if you're not doing any of those traditional duties and women want to be considered traditional 
Oh, one type. There are multiple. There are multiple types of women that have this type of nature. And certainly not implying that. I'm saying if that's all you have to offer, right? But again, <laughs> the same thing. Imagine if all you had to offer was to cook and clean. I can get a maid to do that. So what else are you bringing to the table? So the same concept applies to all these different scenarios if you're one dimensional, right? So what are you applying? What are you giving? What value do you have in the relationship besides the physical appearance? That's a rough question. <laughs> I mean, based on his response. Especially if you want a man who has value in his bank account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have put a ring. <laughs> and well, that's what I've been trying to tell gents this entire time because they're making these decisions incorrectly. They're we're okay. Let's be honest, as guys, not many guys are making the right decisions with ladies because usually it has to do with their appearance or for even worse. It's all that it, they feel like it's the best that they can get. So I, to me, it's just like, OK, I'll, I'll take this because it's presented in front of me. The path of least resistance. Right. I mean, that that, that definitely does happen a lot. He knew who he was dealing with. Um, but nobody's answering the question. Say something to answer your question. What are you bringing if you want all that? Then what are you bringing? Did I answer your question, though? Either. I think uh, I think. Ari realized that as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, that's um, you, you raised an interesting point to me in that situation. So, yeah, you know. Um, and then they sure. would they would get offended if a prenup was brought up, and then you're not bringing nothing else to the table, but you want this lifestyle with this with this account right here. That, again, got to protect your assets, gentlemen. And ladies, because some ladies also, especially in our community, perhaps come in with more assets than men, right? So again, a prenup protects both parties. But unfortunately, some when someone is actually trying to get your money, then they get offended by that assertion. But the prenup protects both parties. But they only think about it from one perspective because that's the spec. That's the person who actually has something to lose. <laughs> yeah. It's Speaking of that, which uh, apparently that <laughs> that's what she's giving that ass. That's it. <laughs> that's what he's married her for. I mean, uh, that's true. That's the art of the bait and switch, right? Some girls will get very uh, insatiable during the premarital stages, but as soon as let's say the marriage is consummated, or after that, here we go. After that, after the wedding night, then it's uh. Then there's maybe once a week, once a month. And then you have girls saying things like this again. Boy, please, ain't nobody your slave. Or you have two hands. You could do it yourself. Wait, who are we talking about right now? I guess we're talking about the girl in the meme. Uh, let's speak. Right. So what else do you have to provide, ladies? And again, some ladies also have to realize that they actually can offer more, right? But not all women can at the end of the day. So that's right. a reality as well. So we just got to be completely transparent. And that's why on Poetic Charm, we teach guys to see the difference. Hey, I, I just sent you another one, Josh. If you don't want about natural oh, givers, thank you, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Send me uh, some yep, WhatsApp. Yeah, excellent. Oh, look at this one. This one should be good. <laughs> you want to uh, cue it up, Miguel? Yeah, this is the name that what we found about um, givers and in uh, relationships. Stuff like that. Whoops. Not that. Which is another thing. There we go. Uh, I'll read it. Being in a relationship with someone who is a natural, who is naturally a giver, is enjoyable. 
but you need to be aware of the fact that just because they give a lot and like taking care of people doesn't mean all you should do is take. Givers like to be on the receiving end sometimes too. And we'll discuss. What are your first thoughts when you see that, John? My first thoughts are that previous meme. <laughs> She's not giving, she's just taking, right? And Miguel, with your expertise and love languages, what would you say that lady's love languages are? Who, who, uh, I mean, because you, you love to bring it up, and I know the ladies. Hey, love I, know. I was talking about it yesterday. I was talking about it yesterday. If you're correct, I would say it's receiving gifts 100%. Anything else? Uh, acts of service, receiving gifts, I would say. I would say, and you know, just the third, probably words of affirmation as well. Maybe I don't know if she cares about that as much though. She might just like the acts of service and receiving gifts and stuff. So I don't know. She might. I'd wager. Yeah. Wait, it is. It is. You. Uh, okay, I'll read this for you guys who're listening. Um, it is an it is it is no I cook you pay it's an equal thing, and when you down I got you when I'm down you got me, but but with no complaints and don't hold it over our head that you did this equality is a good thing I guess. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> Nick is in the building. Nick is actually in the building right now. Are you in the car? <laughs> My phone died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one job, Banks. One job. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, it's good to see you. But this is what Ari said they offered, John. What do you think of that? Stability, love, partnership, second income. Bad things. I mean, that's not mad things. That's just another human being. So, what, <laughs> what else you got? I mean, because you should be stable anyway. If I'm committing to you long term, that should be a given. So, as is number two. As is number three. And number four is implied if you're a working person, right? And I'm still waiting on those mad things. Those mad things, isn't it? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Banks. Yo, we got to get Banks's uh, take Same. on on uh, Mr. August. <laughs> yes. We got to go backwards a little bit, people. Thanks for bearing with us. We had to get our third... Our third member of the team here, Banks in here, he's uh, had to work tonight, but he made it. So that's all that matters. Yo, Banks. All right, while he, while he, while he doing whatever. <laughs> we we can go back here. Yeah, the natural givers and stuff like that. Givers uh, like to be on the receiving end too. I mean, that's true. The problem, I think the problem, the person saying the problem is that when a person is a natural giver, the person who's receiving forgets that they want to receive the time too. Oh, thanks. Headphones. Yeah, we got the echo. What? Oh. Hold on. I guess uh, she's implying there's going to be lots of laughs. Well, that's great. It's <laughs> fantastic. I agree. I agree. Right. Just one thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll finish that up. Yeah, sometimes they forget that. <laughs> that is it the building? Okay. <laughs> hey, Banks, why don't we just uh, go, go to your take on the whole August Alcina? Um, yes, Jada. yes, <laughs> this is what I've been saying. Listen, Jada is a liar, she's been a liar for years, and nobody wants to join the agenda of just basically saying, like, listen, everything about Will and Jada is a lie, everything about their tape, their little t uh, TV show is a lie, it's all entertainment. Like, for, for years, her and Will have been living this fairy tale of um a so-called marriage or basically they have like an open an open relationship 
where there's basically no boundaries. It's like a, a kiss and don't tell. And basically, with August, he basically said that I confronted Will and basically he gave me the blessing on, you know, messing around with Jada, where Jada basically said, no, that didn't happen. But she also never said that, you know, August took it down because obviously he did. And but it's just like it's it's it these little these little facts that are starting to come out of what this ideal marriage that you know Jada and Will portray to the masses of like oh they're in love they've been together for all these years and then how Jada said she had like um, you know moments of where she didn't have as much confidence because dealing with someone like Will she didn't feel loved and now all of a sudden that's her best friend and all this but in, in all actuality what they're doing it's just like I know there's plenty of women who never ever ever agree with the parameters that Will and Jada has. And you could see that, but they just give you this image of like, they're the perfect couple when they're not. And you can see it now with August. And I'm glad August is talking, even though he might, so he might get some backlash because he shouldn't have said all those things. But <laughs> no, there's definitely, something's going to happen to him because they didn't want that to be out in the public. Uh, especially with her being older than him and then kind of, you know, August having all these issues. And then it's like he saw her as a mother figure and then and um, also dealing with an older woman and all that. Um, but it, it's just I, I'm, I'm happy it happened because I'm saying this for the jump. Like everything that she says or does is not true. Uh, I, I don't know if she, if she turned them out, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I, I, I could say that because, you know, Jada got some experience. You know, apparently she messed with Tupac, so, you know. I mean, he was almost crying in the interview with Angela Yee. <laughs> I don't know. It was a little bit. Hey, I mean, it's Jada. But uh, look, look at that situation. It's a whole complete, it's a mess. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know. I, me, personally, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I'd probably just do whatever to get my, my feels in or whatever, but the whole relationship and, and that, that's just too much to deal with. Mm -mm. Yeah, nah. we're talking about that. He shouldn't have spilled it, though. So. She yeah. got oh, no, he should have never said nothing. I feel bad for him. I feel like something's going to happen to him now. I mean, not just because of that. Like, you the dude and the society dude. Like, why? I don't know. Man. You got a whole agreement. You got to look at it this way. Even though they said they have an open relationship, kiss and don't tell. For him to say that Will Smith gave her the gave him the blessing to mess with his uh, alleged wife, that sounds crazy. And then with Will Smith being this, you know, squeaky clean character, you never hear anything about what they do in their private lives in public. So you think they would want to? You think they want August Alsina, especially with all the stuff he was saying in the beginning, and they never like backed what he was, what he was, um, uh questioning or even when he went on the show because they they made him look like he was just some crazed guy who just had a crush on jada when he was taking it down remember that i do remember that yeah yeah so now all of a sudden like he was not just some guy just crazy or head over heels and just having it was just a sweet old crush crush he was actually you know getting it in so that's a different narrative but Josh made a point. This ain't new news. Like, we all knew they had something going on as far as, like... Oh, please. Come on. There's plenty of people. I mean, I mean, the obvious, I knew. You knew. Josh knew. But right. there's plenty of people, who especially watch that talk show, that Red Pill, whatever it's called, who <laughs> believe everything that they say every week right? and go on to a narrative. It's literally fiction TV. Like, it's, it's all fake. And then it's this, these little elements are coming out. And if this is not like a, you know, like an eye opener for like reality of like, you know, your, your celebrity is going to lie to you. Celebrities lie to you every single day. And this is just another example. You thought they have a perfect relationship, black love, this, all that, you know, all relationship goals. But when you find out the, the nitty gritty details of what actually goes on, I don't think those alleged uh, relationship goals and Instagram posts, I think you might want to take those down now. I think you might have to look. I think you might have to look for someone else to look up to because 
right now your girl Jada and Will, I mean, they doing they doing what your your man's probably doing to you or your girl's doing to you anyway. So you might as well just join the you might as well join the wave. <laughs> if that's right. the case. Well, speak about joining the wave. How do you feel about open relationships that you were married and stuff like that? Well, if this is my thing with marriage, you know, if I'm getting married, this is a bond. I feel, there's no point of getting married if you're going to do that. What's the point of getting married? Why? Just, just for for uh, legal reasons. I I just feel like it just it just diminishes the whole idea of what marriage is. And for you to just say, "Oh, we're married, we're together, we're a union," and then you just play this little charade game like we're in high school or whatever, or like this is some boyfriend girlfriend stuff where you guys are like, "Oh, we're we're happy on camera, but behind closed doors, I got Keisha Tyrone and all this other other stuff in the background doing that." And I'm like, "What's the point of that?" Right, but if you get to a certain spot, we talked about it earlier, and you uh -huh. just feel like you you got a uh, kind of a um, just a, a a life partner more so. Right, you know, you stay together, your partners, you raise your kids or whatever. Um, you have your household, your businesses, but nothing romantic. But you don't mm -hmm. want to actually get divorced because that's still like your partner, your friend, I guess, even so to speak. You know, I, I can see that actually. You know, in a certain in, in a certain way. Then what was the point of getting married? You're not you weren't why didn't you just you create a, you, you why didn't you just create an LLC, create a partnership? Like <laughs> I don't get it. Create when an escort. Married, because when you got married, you the romantic the romantic uh, nature was there. It kind it of was never it. there. Mike, come on. It was never there. Will was doing whatever he wanted to do from the jump. He actually changed Jada because if you remember, Jada was kind of ratchet. I remember, yeah. He, he toned that he toned all that down. Like, listen, this is me. You can't be doing this. And even 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 I feel like the realest thing Jada said on her show is the discomfort she felt in the beginning. I feel like that was a real moment where I don't know if she was even supposed to say that, but I feel like that was like a real live moment of who Jada is. But now everything that's going on, it's just like Come on, man! It's like it's a it's it's a fairy tale. Uh, you, you can't tell me that it's it's not real. It's fake. They do whatever they want to do, and they just do, and then they play house on camera. That's all it is. Like how you have August Alsina in your wife's bed at your house. Like how does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what you're saying, makes Mike. Would sense. You, how would you feel, Mike, if your wife and what you say you're What is our situation, though? That's what I'm telling you. Are we still so, like okay, Mike? Let's love? say, let's say, okay, Mike. Let's say you become a big R&B singer. You're this big artist. Your wife, you know, she's a she's an actress, but she hasn't been done doing much work or whatever. You guys are wealthy, and. But you love this girl or whatever, right? But Jada has the Jada, but not Jada, but your wife has the Jada mindset where, you know, you guys have this open relationship and then you come home and then you see Trey songs piping your wife down. How would you feel, Mike? Bro, if it's a surprise, of course I'm going to feel mad. But I'm saying so, okay, why well, is she told you? Like, oh, oh, hey, babe, you know, this is Trey. You know, he's he comes on Mondays. And then Usher comes on Tuesdays, and then uh, Jared Levert comes on Wednesdays. Why you name all the R&B singers, bro? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying because no. they, they, you know, they, you know, they got a, a mix of people in the mix. But so I'm just saying. So what you wouldn't like it, my, Mike? What if I have my own side? Not side, I guess. What if I have my own, you know, romantics on the side or stuff like that? And again, we're just like partners. Why wouldn't I like it? We have an agreement. The agreement took place. It's not for everybody, of course, but you know, like I get the hi I, I get the hypotheticals, Mike. But me, knowing you, you would be sick. I don't care. <laughs> oh you would God, be no. sick, especially Mister Katana Sword and all that with your stories. <laughs> you would be sick on yes, the low. Yes, like, yes, damn, yes, she yes. really did that with Trey Songs, though. Like, I listened yes. to this dude. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> it would not work for me. I agree with that 100%. Yes. So that's just, I'm speaking for the normal people. All right. <laughs> we would not agree with that. Look, 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 look. Read the comment. See? Swingers, they can be relationship. I, I feel like those people have issues. <laughs> they have issues. Right. If you talk to them, they all have issues.
I find out about Josh, your childhood. I think Josh would in mind one of those relationships for some reason. <laughs> Josh, am I right or wrong? I mean, but Chloe's saying, and it's completely factual. It at that level, you have different levels of access to everything. Different acts. Your your let's say your wealth, your value, gives you a different lifestyle that ninety nine point nine percent of the people on Earth aren't going to have. So everything is literally given to you on a platinum platter. So you you have a different different mindset. Similar, if you're dating a model, you're going to have to get used to the idea that she's going to be photographed with other attractive men. And sometimes in those in those marketing campaigns, they'll be doing things like kissing. Now, sometimes the male model may be gay, right? And that that's okay. So it's one of those technicalities. But certain industries are going to make you uncomfortable Right, certain lifestyles, certain professions as an actor or a celebrity, you, it's just a different lifestyle. So they go to parties all the time. It's just one of those things. It might be about. Well, what was it? Some people well, are. Into- so that's why, to me, that's like, okay, if Jada's doing that, then we already know that Will is as well. Listen, Chloe. Will has been introduced to this lifestyle for the longest. I'm sure he introduced it to um to Jada. I don't think Jada initially um came into the relationship like that. I don't think so. I think she was regular. But you know, mm, Will talked her into it. That bag talked her into it. I think they met in that lifestyle, to be you honest. Think they, you think they met in that lifestyle? Yes. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I just feel like was, I just feel like there's a certain humility to her that I don't know. But maybe, maybe she she was a little she was a bit a little much back in the day. She was she was lit and she did miss a Pac. So and Pac <laughs> had that crazy lifestyle. Everybody knew about Pac. I think there's more people living this lifestyle than you think, honestly. Oh, I, but here, Mike, listen. I've been saying this for the longest. I already know these celebrities have these crazy lifestyles. They put these fake images, social media. All I already know all that. I already know that's fake. I already know. Trust me. I know. I'm not these. I'm not naive. We think I always say when it comes to social media and all these quotes and these relationship goals, they're all fairy tales. If these people understood what some of these people did on the background, you would be shocked. You, I don't even think you would like them anymore. That's why when it comes to that selective morality, or like with R. Kelly, all these hits that he has, everybody listening to him say, he's a genius, he's the GOAT, he can make a song out of anything. And then when you find out what he did is actually true, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, damn, I don't like him. No more. What happened, what happened two days ago? So there's a lot of celebrities out here doing some crazy and wild things that you cannot even imagine. You can't imagine. But just because you don't know, it's cool. But trust me, I know these celebrities are freaks. They, but look at the industry they're in. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of uh, celebs, uh, uh, how was, uh, we didn't talk about this because we didn't listen to it, but how was uh, Kanye's new track that came out? Garbage. <laughs> and Travis Scott on it? Why did he throw Travis Scott on it? Because he's hot right now and they have a let's say genealogical genealogical connection with DNA. But it's so out of place. Like it just doesn't make sense. There you go. Thanks. That's I don't think it's much to do with money or fame. Swingers are swingers, they found out they attract each other. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, again, it's uh, again, and I agree with Mike. There are a lot of people, more than we think, living this lifestyle. But again, at the celebrity, let's say, uh, aristocrat level, the level of quality that you have at these parties is different than the, the run of the mill swingers. So let's talk about this. Did we put uh, Dr. Dre getting uh, divorced? We can, we, can talk, we can talk about it though. Yeah. Okay. 
So you know his wife of 20 years, 20, 20 past years, who did of him since he was broke, is divorcing him. 24 years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have two kids. Um, she's been with him since he was he had nothing, and now she wants to leave. And no prenup. No prenup. But you know she's gonna get some sort of uh some sort of package because she knows too much. Yeah, she's gonna get probably half. I'm telling you. So uh, I don't I don't think she's gonna get half. I don't think he's giving her four hundred million dollars. I mean, it's really not up to him at this point because in the state of California or in states mm-hmm. like New York, it's it's automatically it's gonna be at least fifty percent. Dr. Dre got them hands. He that's not happening. <laughs> he is he is, this is what he's going to probably do. He's going to make some sort of settlement with her, make sure, because she's not, it doesn't seem like she's a greedy person, at least from what I've seen over over the years. I think he's just going to make sure she's straight and make sure she doesn't say nothing. Like, they're going to sign some sort of non-disclosure because I feel like Dr. Dre has some things that people don't want to know about him. And I also think Dr. Dre has a, a side to him, too, that a lot of people don't realize. Right, so that makes me think it's going to be more than half. Maybe, or maybe he might just give her a sizable amount. And knowing how Dr. Dre is, and you know how Dr. Dre's, you know, quote unquote partner, uh, Jimmy Iovine, which I think is a little bit more in- into that too. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. What? Wait, no, no, wait, wait. Let's uh, let's let, let's save it for another show. Banks, they not ready yet. They, oh, okay. Not, okay, I mean, there's ready. a lot of there's a lot of cues out there that that's out there when they're together and how they talk about each yeah. other, but. Um, I think with that and with Dr. Dre knowing Jimmy Iovine, I don't think she's going to go that hard because of the power that he has. Maybe if it was doc- just Dr. Dre, she probably would have did it. But since he's involved to an extent, I don't think she's going to go like that excessive. I think she'll just take some a nice deal, not $400 million, no. But I think she'll get a nice deal just to keep her mouth shut so she can live the life that she wants to live. Would you uh, stay if you were Dre to keep your money or try to work it out to keep the money and stuff like that? I already asked Josh this. For her? Yeah. Would I make her, would I ask her to stay? Yeah. If I was Dr. Dre, no. Okay. No, like, why not? Just just consider it an expense. Like, all right, you want to leave? This down the third, okay. I'm doing my own thing. We we did this. It's not really hurting me. We can make a deal. I give you this. You can have that. Our kids are grown, yeah. and it, uh, you know, it, it, even if it was half, he still got four hundred million. So I feel like you know, in that case, I, no, I get it, but I don't think I honestly don't think he's going to allow or Jimmy's going to allow that four hundred million dollars to go to her. It just I just don't see it. It just doesn't. With the way she presents herself, I just don't see her doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's and a long the time. reason that she gave it was just, well, I think, what was it? And uh, irreconcilable differences or something like that. That's just like, a legal even, term. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't even go into the nitty gritty of like what it could actually really be. So with her just doing that, I don't think, I think it's going to be like, it's going to come to a point to where it's something that they will come to agreeance of like, are right, you going to get this? Don't say nothing, and you'll be good. And then she can just get to do whatever she wants. Yeah, I mean, 24 years is a long time, so. It is. And all the stuff she's seen him do and been through, I mean, you you know there's more to the story, but <laughs> there's yeah, definitely and, more uh, to the story. Tupac Shakur definitely has some words about that. So those on who are clever in terms of research on the internet, you'll, you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah unfortunately though we came to the end Banks so we gotta catch you up on the next show I don't wanna just go over everything over and over again Hey, um, but thank you guys for listening any, any questions for you guys though while, while we're still here you got three guys to be able to answer some questions for you if not Josh drop my man tragedy so you can, you can get rid of him so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 before I do that though, Tragedy Monroe once again, his link is in the uh the description. Thank you again for uh our first inaugural live episode of Food for the Culture. We'll be back next week 
maybe at nine or nine thirty, depends on banks, but we'll definitely <laughs> be back. Um, and hopefully we'll all be on here. Catch me tomorrow on Poetic Charm, which will be also on live uh, on YouTube. And thank you guys for watching once again. Uh, by the way, that was supposed to be a surprise, Miguel. Thanks for letting the cat out the bag, bro. Thank you.